Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, welcome to Noise Filter. This is Dr. Mark Allendary. Doc Griggs is not able to be with us today. So let's go ahead and get started. Mandatory travel quarantines in other countries. Now, each country across the world handles the pandemic differently. Some countries will have better successes than others in curtailing the transmission of COVID-19. We will begin a series in which we discuss how some countries are enforcing mandatory quarantines, and today we kick it off with Canada and the UK. Now, in the last week of January, Canada Prime Minister Justin Trudeau installed new quarantine rules. They will require visitors in Canada to remain in hotels and to wait a mandatory on-rival COVID test. Visitors are expected to wait in the hotel up to three days until they receive their test results at their own expense. Trudeau says the cost should be nothing more than about $2,000. Wow. All right, so now it's really expensive to go visit Canada now. Now, additionally, visitors must have a negative test in the three days prior to boarding a flight to Canada. So the UK has similarly enforced some new quarantine regulations as well. Residents returning home from the UK from any of the 30 listed high-risk countries will be transferred transported to hotels for mandatory 10-day quarantines. Residents leaving the UK must also provide an official reason for leaving, and like Canada, costs while staying in the hotels are expected to be paid by the travelers. Residents returning home from low-risk countries will have to quarantine, however, in their homes. Okay, so now as several variants of COVID-19 have surfaced, countries like this are trying to avoid heightened transmission as these new quarantine procedures continue to progress. The UK faced turmoil with the spread of the UK variant and continues to deal with increased hospitalizations now. While these quarantine requirements are recent, they are expected to act as a buffer to eliminate increased transmission, especially of more contagious variants. Brazil sees devastating second outbreak due to COVID variant. Now, in April, Brazil's city of Manos found most of the city infected with COVID filling mass graves. In September, the Institute of Tropical Medicine at Sao Paulo estimated that about as much as 66% of the city's population had been infected. That's enough for researchers to assume that the city had an elevated level of immunity. Overall, we refer to that as herd immunity. Now, initially, they were correct because the daily death toll dropped dramatically at the beginning of fall, suggesting that Manos had achieved herd immunity. When so many people had been infected, small clusters of cases are possible, but large-scale outbreaks are just not mathematically possible. But in the new year, however, Manos has found its hospitals overwhelmed once again. According to The Atlantic, two factors had contributed to this unlikely resurgence of the vaccine. The first is that researchers have found strong level of variance in the strength of COVID immunity after infection. Over time, protection from respiratory diseases tend to fade, and some studies have found that antibodies decrease in the blood. Because there have been more than six months since the first outbreak in Manos, some people's immunity may have wavered. Now, 
However, let's be clear. The second factor is very and more likely to be the main reason, which is the variant that the city is facing. Now, Brazil has its own variant that's referred to as P1. It emerged out of Brazil. And that one seems to also be more transmissible. And it carries mutations that help it avoid antibodies from earlier versions of the virus. At minimum, it can infect those who have already been infected before. The dire situation in Manos teaches a valuable lesson to the world at large. We cannot rely on herd immunity and imagined protection. According to The Atlantic, the solution is vaccination, as the immune responses from vaccines are more robust than that of infections. Involvement of private companies in public health raises privacy concerns. So, in early January, the city of Philadelphia started a public-private partnership with a local nonprofit called Philly Fighting COVID to set up mass vaccination clinics. Initially, the project was a massive success. They were able to vaccinate thousands of residents a day, and the nonprofit's website was able to pre-register those who weren't yet eligible to get a vaccine. The city encouraged people to do this as they had no pre-registration mechanism themselves. But the city ended the partnership after the nonprofit changed its status to for-profit and altered its privacy policy to say that they could sell the pre-registration data. The events in Philly demonstrated a general need for a more thorough health privacy laws throughout the nation. So, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, also referred to as HIPAA, was passed in 1996, and it isn't adaptable to the volume of health-related data that we now generate. Even in cases where HIPAA would protect your data, the federal government has granted exceptions for things like web-based scheduling of COVID vaccinations. Now, while there's no evidence that any private companies partnering with local governments have sold health data, it does raise the issue of public trust. If the public does not trust that their information will be kept private, they may not seek treatment. And when Americans who are already hesitant to get a vaccine, this great area of personal information could serve as a greater obstacle. So local health departments have increasingly relied on the private sector to ease the burden on overextending communities. And if this trend continues, laws that thoroughly protect personal data are essential. Yes, indeed. Democrats in both the House and Senate came out with the Public Health Emergency Privacy Act in late January, and the bill would prevent the use of health data in unrelated government agencies and require that private companies keep data secure. We'll continue to watch this story as we know that our data is important and should not be sold to other entities. Let's swap out the candy for tests. The Washington Post has an interesting article on coronavirus testing vending machines in Oakland, California, especially at the airport. The tests are $149, but can be submitted for reimbursement for your insurance. Now, this could be a quick and effective way to prevent transmission while traveling. The aim of the company that created this method, Wellness for Humanity, was to find easier ways for people to get tested. The test is mainly for arrivals because it involves spitting in the tube and shipping it back to the lab at Wellness for Humanity so it can be tested. Now, the results usually come back in one to two days. Now, this means that it's not really being used as a prerequisite for flying, however. 
Now, COVID testing has hit a plateau, and both scientists and this company believe making a more visible option can encourage people to test. The company has also pre-ordered pickups near their office in Manhattan and can ship tests to you. Future plans include opening 25 vending machines in the next three weeks and 1,000 in the next month. There are some other cool technological advances to help detect or slow the spread of the virus. The first is a bio button that sticks to your chest and uses sensors to track different things such as temperature, heart rate, respiratory rate, and things like that. Now, some healthcare systems are using this, hopefully, to distinguish the symptoms of COVID-19. Now, another would be the AirPop Active Plus. Now, this is a mask that can track your workouts and air quality. It tells you if your breathing rate, the quality of the air you have, or if your mask filter needs to be changed. Honorable mentions of masks include self-disinfecting masks and a reusable mask with a bacterial filtration system that stills in the works. Now, vaccination campaigns have taken over the conversation, which isn't wrong, but there still is the need to focus on testing and slowing the transmission of the virus until we can reach herd immunity through the vaccines. Many airports have facilities for on-site testing, but incorporating vending machines can only help people find quicker and easier ways to get tested. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs? Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.